What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week, the Mazda CX-9 Carbon Edition all-wheel drive later on the show when we get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. The stat of the week will be kind of a history look at some wildcard teams. I was researching this earlier today. Pretty interesting story because we usually look at wildcard teams and how they have fared since the wildcard teams exist. That doesn't make a lot of sense, though, and we'll get into why in a few moments here on the show later because tonight what we will do is look at the entire playoff picture and kind of imagine what a path to the Super Bowl looks like for the Cowboys. Who are the teams that they would need to beat to get there beyond just the Tampa Bay Bucks? So kind of previewing what could be a successful postseason for the Cowboys if it is indeed uh, successful. I know that since week 18 happened, Cowboys Nation has been feeling kind of down, kind of, I don't want to say toxic, but it is kind of crazy to me how we got into week 18 saying, okay, yeah, the Cowboys are inconsistent. They need to do this and this better. Uh, they need to stop turning the ball. But they're contenders to suddenly talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks game as if they had to shock the entire world and beat the 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I wanted to change that up a little bit here tonight and kind of put things in a more positive light and really drive home the point that the Cowboys are actually a good football team right now and they should compete in the playoffs at a high level. So we'll get into all of that. Now, Jesus is right. He says, being a Cowboys fan makes you develop trust issues. And I I agree. I agree. But, you know, they, I can tell you the 2022 Cowboys are legitimate contenders within the NFC and as such in the NFL for the Super Bowl. So let's we're going to use the Super Bowl challenge application for this one on the nfl.com website. Let me show you what that looks like here really quickly. It is in Spanish, so you know it isn't like it changes a lot, but it is in Spanish, but we will use this to kind of paint the picture. Now, you will have to help me out in the chat, by the way, because we've got several games to get through. Let's start with the AFC really quickly here. Uh, let's try to kind of take care of the AFC really quickly. Buffalo, Miami, Tua Tungawailoa won't play for the Dolphins. It will be Skylar Thompson. Let's just get, uh, guess that the Buffalo Bills will advance. Ravens might not have Lamar Jackson against the Cincinnati Bengals, so we'll just take the Bengals on that one. We will fade the backup quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert is actually going to be a very interesting showdown. If you disagree with any of my predictions, 
Let me know in the chat. Uh, Bruce says, Chargers, Bengals, and Bills. Buffalo for Joe. Please do help me out in the chat. Uh, Chargers versus Jaguars is going to be a good one. I don't know what you guys make out of that one, but that is going to be Justin Herbert against Trevor Lawrence in what should be kind of a weird game in the sense that, okay, we know that they are well quarterbacked, both teams, but they also have a lot of issues. The Jaguars don't have the best pass defense in the NFL. The Chargers are getting better, healthier as well. Chargers game is going to be wild, says Gene says. Joe says Chargers. Joe goes with Chargers. Stephen White, though, goes with Trevor Lawrence. Gene So goes with Jags. Listen, as a Trevor Lawrence stan, because that is what I am, I am an absolute Trevor Lawrence stat, uh, stan. Been rooting for Clemson since 2011. And he was the guy that took my team to the championship game, right? And won it. So, however... I think the Chargers are getting back. Uh, I think they're getting healthier. Mike Williams is going to be back. Keenan Allen is going to be back. Joey Boza is back as well. I think they advance, which would set up things pretty interestingly for the divisional round in the AFC because it is clear that the Chiefs are a better team than the Chargers are, but they also play some close games against Kansas City usually. However, give me Kansas and, of course, these are not my official predictions because I will study these games when the time comes around. But for the meantime, I'm just going to go with, oh, man. I want to see the Buffalo Bills play in the Super Bowl because they're a fantastic fan base. I think Orchard Park is going to be absolutely wild if they host the divisional round game. Give me, give me, the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, Bengals. I'm sorry. I wanted to advance you, but uh, let me advance the Bills here. We're going to go on the NFC side of things really quickly. Don't worry. And finally, give me the best head coach slash quarterback combo on this one. I'm going to take Chiefs here. Now, let's talk about how things would look like for the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Before we get into the Cowboys-Bucks game, let me know in the chat, who are we advancing in the other two games? Are we advancing the Giants, the Vikings? And in the other game, are we rocking? Are we rolling with Brock Purdy? Or are we betting on the Geno Smith shocker in the playoffs? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat. Joe Rodriguez is Giants. I'm going to let you take care of this one, chat. I'm going to go with the majority answer. Gene So says that his Super Bowl prediction pre preseason one was Bills Vikings. Seattle, Seattle, Minnesota 49ers, says Nick, Giants, Vikings 49ers, says Tom in on 1-5 as well. Toxic Tom goes with San Francisco and the Vikings. Looking at both Facebook and, and YouTube, I am leaning towards the Vikings and the 49ers as well. I think that's the majority answer so far. Listen, I think, I really think this, by the way, I think that Seattle is going to give San Francisco a run for their money. I think so. I don't think they win. The San Francisco 49ers are just too good. That is a very good roster, football-wise. So give me the 49ers on that one. But hey, you know how many points the 49ers scored against Seattle earlier in the season with Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback? 21. 
I mean, if you take the running game away from the 49ers, and that is a tall, tall task, especially for Seattle, because they kind of suck versus the run. And you force Brock Purdy and the 49ers to throw the football as they did in that game. You might you might play a close, close game over there in San Francisco, but give me the 49ers. And then in the other one, I agree with people going with the Vikings. Let's get Minnesota advancing. That would set up a scenario for the Dallas Cowboys in which if they win, they are traveling to Philadelphia for an NFC East showdown in the playoffs. So how can the Cowboys actually beat the Tampa Bay Bucks? And this is when we can get into the preview kind of uh, conversation here in the show. So let's go ahead and do that. How can the Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Bucks? I think, and let me know in the chat, what is your key for the Cowboys? What is your key for Dallas to beat Tampa Bay? I think it comes down personally to what we have been talking about for multiple weeks now. Dallas needs to be more aggressive on offense. And I realize that the Cowboys like to run the football. The Cowboys, over the last few years, they haven't really adopted a pass-happy approach to offense like the Kansas City Chiefs have done and the Buffalo Bills have done. Those two teams are very extreme examples because they've got Patrick Mahomes and they've got Josh Allen and they can do whatever they want with their quarterbacks. Even though I really like Dak Prescott, I wouldn't put him in the top two like I would probably do Mahomes and Allen. However, the Cowboys do have a very good QB. They could be more aggressive on offense. I was looking at, and this graphic actually was tweeted out by Roy White. And, you know, he's using numbers from Ben Baldwin's website. The Cowboys are, and I will tell you the exact ranking. They rank in the bottom 12th in early down pass rate. I think the Cowboys need to change that mentality up in the playoffs. Now, when you talk about playoff football, teams do one or two things with their own tendencies. Either they double down, and to give you an example, if Wingdale over at the New York Giants as a defensive coordinator, either he keeps blitzing quarterbacks at a ridiculous high rate, or he plays, uh, you know, rush for defense and drops his players into coverage. Either he changes it up or he keeps throwing the fastball. He keeps going back to what he does best. The Cowboys have a similar decision to make here. Do you remain a team that wants to run the football or do you decide, you know what, let's win or lose this via Dak Prescott. Let's have Dak Prescott throw the football 50 times and we'll see what happens. Especially when you look at it from a matchup perspective, the box can stop the run. Like the box have some good defensive linemen. I don't know if they can rush the passer that efficiently. I know that they have some dudes up front, some dudes that can out physical the Cowboys offensive line, especially on the inside. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So I would guess that the Cowboys are going to want to be aggressive on this one. At least that's what I would like them to do. 
I think that will be key. I think that the Cowboys wide receivers against the Bucs defensive backs do stand a solid chance. We've seen this Cowboys passing game go up against one of the best secondaries in the entire NFL and carve them up versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Just like I agree with all of you who say we cannot ignore what happened in week 18, we can also not ignore what happened against one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Both are very fair ways to look at things. I would put my money if I, you know, and of course we're not coaching the Cowboys, but if I had to design the game plan for Dallas, I would put my money on the Cowboys wide receivers against the Bucks defensive backs. I think that's how you can really get into a situation in which you can win the game. And also just exploit the Bucks red zone defense, which is one of the worst in the NFL. And we'll get into that later in the week, maybe exploit that and force the Bucks to do what they have not done this season consistently score some points. They're getting healthier. They really are. Uh, they're getting, you know, a healthier version of their wide receiver core. They're potentially maybe long shot getting Ryan Jensen back at center. That is a long shot once more. Uh, it, it really looks like we don't know what the status is for the Bucks super center because he really is one of the best players on the on the Tampa Bay Bucks when he is healthy. So that's how, in my opinion, the Cowboys can win this one, forcing the Bucks to do what they have struggled to do this season, which is score points. And to give you an actual number, they have scored 24 or more points in just two games this season. Compare that to the Cowboys, 11 games. And you see what I mean exactly here. Now, that is a more complex situation, of course, because the Bucs maybe uh, have had offensive line issues since the moment the season started. Because let's not forget that left tackle Donovan Smith went down injured for Tampa Bay in that week one game. He's back, by the way. He's playing for the Tampa Bay Bucs already. So this will be a better version of Tampa. I will tell you something, though. I I don't even think that uh, Tom Brady is like heating up, and that's the reason why the Bucs will be good in the playoffs. I think that Tom Brady has been playing good football all season long. His offensive line is just better now. So let's see. What do you think is the key? I'm going to read some of your comments here before we get into the playoff picture once more. Defensive turnovers, says Brian Thompson. This is a good one. The Cowboys ended the season as the number one defense in takeaways for the second consecutive year, something that had not been done since the Steelers of the 70s, the Steel Curtain defense. So this could definitely be a big-time key. <laughs> Tom Downey says, uh, Toxic Tom says, uh, by sending Kellen to Carolina now. This is a perfect moment to make a parenthesis and say that yep the Panthers for those of you who missed the news have requested an interview with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator uh of course this is a head coaching interview the Carolina Panthers want to interview every offensive guy possible they already have a candidate if they go with a defensive minded coach in Steve Wilkes they want to see what happens if they interview offensive minded guys throughout the league. So Kellen Moore, 100% the candidate there, I would say. Uh, Run the balls to Charlene Evans. 
stop the run, says Dwayne. And man, the Bucs have struggled to run the football. So Dwayne, this is possible. This one is quite doable, I would say. By the way, small parenthesis timeout. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button. Let's put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Uh, Daniel Stephen says, not throw picks. Run the ball, says Nick. Limit mistakes for Gene Soaps. Uh, Burke goes with clock management. Ooh, ooh. Man, if it comes to clock management, I'm getting nervous. I, I am sweating. I am pacing around the room. I am jumping up and down, biting my nails. <laughs> We've seen the Cowboys in clock management situations. And Burke, I agree with you. That is going to be key. Wrong game. Pressure in Brady's face. Clog up the middle, says Nicholas. That's a good one. That is a good one. I, I think that we always, I always have a lot of fun when people are discussing Tom Brady because this always comes up. Pressure Tom Brady and he crumbles. Pressure him on the inside and he crumbles. And I love how people say that as, he, as if it is really Brady's kryptonite. And don't get me wrong, like that is the way that you do stop Tom Brady. But that's because you stop just about any quarterback with inside pressure. Even, even guys that can get out of the pocket and extend plays and all of that, if you get to the quarterback via the A gap and the B gap, any quarterback in the, in the whole world is in trouble. So the reason why people always bring it up with Tom Brady is because he has a laser for an arm and he can still get rid of the football very quickly. Very, very quickly. Third fastest time to throw in the NFL per Nexian stats this season. Eltina says corners need to tackle. Part of the Cowboys run defense for sure. And part of the of the reasons why the Cowboys struggled versus, you know, the versus the oh, run early in the season. Sorry. Okay, here we go. So let's say the Cowboys advance. Let's say the Cowboys do all of that and they advance to the postseason. How do the Cowboys beat the Eagles? And don't worry, we will keep it shorter because that game is not playing, is not going to be played uh, this weekend. So next week, if that scenario plays out, then we'll talk about it and we'll dive into the details. But I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you something. The Cowboys know a thing or two about the Eagles secondary. The Eagles are going to be favored, and they should be favored. The Eagles have been one of the best teams in the NFL this season. Let's recognize that. But I'm not going to sit here and out of fear tell you that the Cowboys are not legit candidates to win that game because I do think that they are. I might even pick the Cowboys in that matchup just based on what we know the Cowboys know about the Eagles secondary. I think that the Cowboys are one of the better. I think they are one of the most well-equipped teams in the playoffs on the NFC side of things, at least to carve up that secondary. And we saw that like less than a month ago. Increased Miss Eve. People talk about how Jalen Hurts didn't play. Dak Prescott was not phasing Jalen Hurts on the other side of the field. He was phasing the Eagles secondary. 
and he carved them all up. That is a, one of the games in which C.D. Lamb went off. The Cowboys can win that game if they keep it a high-scoring affair and a shootout affair, and it comes down to a two-minute drill situation or something like that. Who do you trust more, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts in those scenarios? And don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts has impressed me this season. This is not hate on Jalen Hurts at all. I would probably take Dak Prescott, though, on that matchup. On that scenario, excuse me, if it, if it comes down to a two-minute drill. So let's assume, of course, that the Cowboys beat the Eagles because at the end, what we are doing tonight is not actually predicting the games, is painting, a, painting the scene. Painting the scene to what a Super Bowl path could look like. So let's have the Cowboys advance here. And then you get into a situation in which you're going on the road again because the Giants and the Seahawks were eliminated in a wildcard round. And where are you traveling to? U.S. Bank Stadium or Levi's Stadium? I'm not going to pick the, the Vikings on that game. I really, I really am not. So let's assume here and take the 49ers. Tom Down is that uh, Toxic Tom says, what we are doing is living in the land of make-believe, says uh, Toxic Tom. More or less, but like with an objective point of view of how they could win these games. Like what would it take? This is not me trying to sell you on the idea that the Cowboys are making a Super Bowl. Yes or yes, uh, not at all. <laughs> and also, like I, I do understand this. Leo says, come on, we're just trying to win on Monday. Man, it's, it's fun to look ahead, though. It is fun to look ahead. Let the players and the coaches focus on the box. We don't have to play the game. We just have to watch. Can you imagine a Cowboys 49ers NFC championship game? Can you imagine that? Like, I, I look at it from different point of views, right? It is an intense game, first and foremost, because of the history of it. Cowboys, Niners facing each other for a ticket to the Super Bowl. Even when they played in the divisional round, people knew that it was for the Super Bowl. It is a fun rivalry, historically speaking. And then you add to it that the 49ers, even though it was a one-possession game, manhandled the Cowboys last January, and it makes it even more interesting. How, the, how do the Cowboys win that one? You know, to not make the story very long. Rushing Brock Purdy. Because there is something about Brock Purdy that is kind of downplayed, I think. And it is that he doesn't have the best pocket presence right now. And that is okay. That is fine. That is supposed to be the case for Mr. Irrelevant being forced to play as a rookie in the playoffs. Like, I don't mind that Brock Purdy has some uh, pocket awareness issues. If he faces a good Cowboys pass rush, and I, I do think the Cowboys pass rush is still good. I think that the numbers and the tape actually back that up, even if they have not gotten the sacks lately. They, uh, they're they still getting pressures. They're still getting uh, hurries and all of that. That's how I think the Cowboys could advance in that scenario. Michael Gross is good night. Too much nonsensical theoretical talk. Hey, I get it. It's not for everybody. Maybe Michael enjoy your night. I appreciate you and 
Hope that you tune in tomorrow night. We will go behind enemy, enemy lines, by the way. We will talk to Evan Winter, managing editor of ADZ Sports and a Tampa Bay Bucks expert. So stay tuned for that as well tomorrow night. Uh, Mo, the Cowboys' inconsistencies of late make it hard to imagine a Cowboys versus Eagles divisional round game. LOL. Cowboys will not only get the first round, says Ines, they will get to the Super Bowl and they will win. Oscar says, check my hand. Let's just win versus the Bucs first. Man, some people hate fun, though. <laughs> Let us have fun. <laughs> Let's see. Stubby says, there's this soft underbelly that the Cowboys have. The defense isn't what it should be. And as soon as you shut down CD Lamp and do decently in shutting down the run, it's over. And the Cowboys wide receivers have been an issue. I do, I do agree with that. And I tweeted this out after the week 18 loss. And I said, man, Amari Cooper was let go because of money. And I understand the people that go, man, screw that. That happened in March. Don't talk about that anymore. It still matters. It, it still matters. The fact that the Cowboys let Amari Cooper go. That sucks. That sucks. Moses is toxic, Tom. Were you even in college when Dallas won their last playoff game? Was that in January 2019? Yeah, I was in college already. I was starting maybe, uh, I was in what, second or third semester, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Wonder Boys is Meg, a.k.a. Joe Varro, is going to win the Super Bowl. Almost did last season, and his team is much improved this season, especially the offensive line. And they're dealing, by the way, I love Joe Burrow, and I like the Bengals a lot. They're a very good team. They're dealing with some issues up front, right guard and right tackle. They, they are going to be missing them for the playoffs. At least it looks that way. Alex Kappa might not be ready for the wildcard round, uh, who is the right guard, and Lyle Collins is out for the season. So it will be fun to watch Joe Burrow overcome that. Bruce says, tough crowd tonight, says Bruce. Hey, I think here's what happens. I think, A, it's a frustration that's been built up for over 20 years. And two, I would also say, maybe some people are not catching the drift of the show. Maybe some people are not catching that these are not actually predictions. And by the way, if someone predicts the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, I think that's even fair. Like, I, I insist the Cowboys are a top three team in the NFC. And to me, any given year, you can predict any of those top three teams to win it all. And it's a fair prediction, even if it doesn't turn out to be right. But yeah, the drift of this show is how do they get there? Like, how would that look like? Not actual predictions. And maybe that was lost in the explanation. But hey. To each their own. There's a lot of content, though, out there. So I don't mind if some people say, you know what? This is not for me. I'll come back tomorrow night. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> Anyways. And, man, then you would get the Cowboys in this scenario squaring off against the Chiefs. And then since we are assuming how would that look like, this would have to be a heck of a shootout to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah, as I said, this was mostly, you know, just fun. The struggles for the Cowboys 
start by the fact that Dallas will be playing as a wildcard team. And this is where we also get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week before I leave you all tonight. This is where we get into the stat of the week presented to you by FreemanMazda.net. That is also a look into the wildcard teams and the history of the wildcard teams around the NFL. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and do that. Here we go, Freeman Mazda stat of the week. One, two, and three. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week presented to you by FreemanMazda.net is a brief history look into the wildcard teams. It's exciting. Like I narrated, I geeked out about this earlier today. There has been wildcard teams since 1970. That is the first year in which the NFL introduced wildcard teams. Of course, you know, the merger days that we are talking about here. They were very different, though. For those of you who maybe like uh, either don't remember or maybe, you know, if you're like a, from a younger generation of fans like myself, 19, 1970, the NFL introduces the first wildcard team, but there were only three division winners back then. And then the fourth team was actually a wildcard team. And gets interesting because in 1978, they add another wildcard, still talking about the three division era. So you get three division champs and two wildcard teams per conference. And then in 1990, they add another wildcard team. So you had three division champions and three wildcard teams. So you had six per conference, 12 team playoff across the board. The 2002 expansion happens, 32 teams in the NFL, playoffs remain at 12, so that means one fewer wildcard, but one more division winner, but you're still at six teams per conference, 12 teams overall. And that really got me thinking, because for a long time, we've talked about, oh, how many wildcard teams have actually won the Super Bowl. How many teams have actually go ahead and done that? And I always think that it's kind of an overblown stat because the way that I look at it is, well, it makes sense that wildcard teams rarely win it all, not because, you know, they have to go on the road because usually number one, two, three, and four are better teams than the wildcards. And that's maybe super, you know, obvious logic but when they frame it to you like only these seven teams have won the super bowl as a wild card uh you think that it's super impossible but if you look at it from 2002 and beyond it, it's still hard but it's maybe not as hard and this is the actual freeman mazda stat of the week for y'all since 2002 the 2005 steelers won the Super Bowl as the sixth seed. The 2007 Giants as the fifth seed beat the undefeated Patriots. We know that. Uh, the 2010 Packers won the Super Bowl as the sixth seed. And then most recently, you had the Tampa Bay Bucks from 2020 going on an impressive run and winning it all with Tom Brady at quarterback. So if you kind of do the math really quickly, and you say, okay, 
four teams out of 20 Super Bowl champions have been a wild card. That's 18% of the Super Bowl winners. That's my Freeman Mazda stat of the week. It might be a simple one, but I wanted to really dive into just how likely or at least how many times it has happened in the history of the NFL since the NFL has its current format. How many times has a wildcard team go on and won the Super Bowl? That's four times, 18% since 2002. And that's not considering which teams that were losing teams made it into the Super Bowl. So we're talking just winners exclusively here. That is my Freeman Mazda stat of the week. So my question from me to you before we move on here, uh, before we move on from the Freeman Mazda stat of the week is what is one word to describe the Cowboys Super Bowl chances? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, let me talk to you about the Freeman Mazda uh, ride of the week, which is a 2023 Mazda CX-9 Carbon Edition. Wait for it. All-wheel drive. This one starts at $46,000, uh, all-wheel drive, third row sitting, Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got a sunroof, side impact airbags for your safety, and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 when you are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week over at uh, FreemanMazda.net. Once more, that is the 2023 Mazda CX-9 Carbon Edition All-Wheel Drive. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So let's see some of your words here. What is one word to describe <laughs> the Cowboys Super Bowl chances? Let's see here. Slim, says Sebastian. Nil, says Charlie. Erratic, says Russell. But hopefully. <laughs> Locked, says Stephen White. Imaginary for Jinsos. Jays goes with realistic. Unicorn for uh, Tommy915. Cherry goes with hopefully. Possible for Gregory. Tyrese goes with, you know, Slim, says Eltino. Fight, says Dwayne. Hopefully, Leprechauns, Charlie and Evans. I love that one. Uh, Joey Bella has one that I won't read just to be safe. I don't know. If, I mean, I marijuana. Yeah, I, I've said it. Uh, Madden, says Toxic Tom. Possible, says Bruce. I'm going to go with, not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to go with Doable. I think the Cowboys... I think the Cowboys are a top three team in the NFC. And when you think that, I think that, you know, you can't really be considered a Super Bowl contender. I think that week 18 hurt us. <laughs> I can see that. I can I can tell you that week 18 was a gut shot for many Cowboys fans. Not for me. Like, I put more weight to what has happened since week seven to week 17. And even if you include week 18, the Cowboys have a top five passing offense. And that is what I need to know that a team is a contender in the NFL. Because if you look at the last X amount of years, I don't remember the exact number. The teams that are making the NFC championship game and the AFC championship game are top quartile teams, offensively speaking. 
more so than defensively speaking. So if you have a top five passing offense, to me, you're likely a contender. And if you add to that, that you might have possibly one of the two best quarterbacks in the NFC playoffs, that adds to that value, in my opinion. And if you can, if you have a defense that can get two opposing quarterbacks, which the Cowboys have, yeah, I think I think you're a contender. I think you're really, really a contender. And I get, I get those 27 years of frustration that are telling you there's absolutely no way. I get that, but I'm giving I'm giving the numbers some weight here. Tommy says, did that look like a top five passing offense on Sunday, Mo? Says Tommy915. Did the Bucs look like a playoff team throughout the season? For example, I know. I know it was a very, very bad game, man. I know it was a very bad game. Does it outweigh week seven to week 17? I don't know. I don't know, man. And I agree with Gruber. Exactly. Those 27 years have no bearing on the future. That's called the gambler's fallacy. I do agree with that. Especially, like, you can convince me that last year's playoff loss has a lot to do with what's happening this weekend. You can convince me about that because it's the same coaching staff. It's most of the same players. You cannot convince me about 20-plus years of failures by this team playing an impact on Monday. What matters on Monday is a group of 53 players that formed the Cowboys team, and not all of those 53 will be active, by the way, and the coaching staff that will coach the game. That's what really matters on this one. And as such, I'm saying that the Cowboys do have a shot at the Super Bowl. I'm saying that they're a top three contender in the NFC. And if they do make it there, the path that we just explored is probably the most likely one among the unlikely scenario that it already is. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Hit the like button. That will be it for me tonight here on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Tomorrow, we have Evan Winter, Bucks expert, joining the show. And we try to get some answers on who are the Bucks. Are they good? Is the momentum on offense real? Does Tom Brady suck? I don't think that he sucks. What do we make out of the Tampa Bay Bucks in the playoffs? We'll talk all about it with Evan Winter. Ladies and gentlemen, primetime brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. I will see you tomorrow night. Nos vemos. Adios. Disfruten su jueves. Bye-bye. Su miércoles. Bye-bye.